Okay, second episode of the day with my guy Emilio Angeles. He's back. Um, we just finished our episode talking about the Warriors. Um, but now this is an episode uh not really NBA, well, kind of NBA related, actually uh pretty NBA related, uh, because they actually um kind of back this new thing that's been going on. It's called NBA Top Shot. Um I guess I'll bring in Emilio. We could talk. We could talk about what it is. I it's it's going to be a long thing to talk about, just because uh, you know if you don't know what it is, it's pretty much uh, you know at the basic level, it's virtual you know basketball card trading, and you know we've had sports cards um, for as long as sports has been alive, like dating back early 1900s, like baseball cards and stuff like that, and uh, you know card collecting has been a thing. Um, it's an it's it's an interesting culture. Uh, Amelia, you've been collecting sports memorabilia since I don't know since we were young. Like I always remember, like um, you know, talking to you about it, and you know, you would go to SF Giants games and Warriors games like super early uh, just to get even the smallest chance of seeing like Tim Lincecum or like you know Baron oh, yeah. Davis, Monte Ellis. You know, seeing these guys, you know, just in the hopes of like getting a lot of their stuff and you have like a lot of, you know, uh, stuff signed from all those players. Um, I think like, do you have, I, I'm pretty sure you have like, yeah. Yeah. Well, first off, thanks for having me back in to talk about this. I'm excited to talk about top shot, just the overlap with the NBA and collectibles and digitalization and modernization of all that stuff. So appreciate that. I Um, mean, yeah. I mean, you were like, as long as I can remember, like you were always, you and your family, like you, your brother, your dad, like I've always been really into it. So like, it, it makes the most sense um, yeah. to kind of have you on and, and talk about it. Yeah, we, uh, so I started really collecting, like going at it hard, I guess, um, I think in like 2000, the 2009, 2010 season, which is like in basketball, that was when Curry got drafted. And then it was the year before the Giants won the World Series. So ticket prices were like a little bit cheaper back then. And um, it was a lot easier, uh, more accessible to get those autographs. Um, And yeah, mostly sports memorabilia. So like getting anything from like pictures that I printed out or like jerseys or sometimes it was like, it was pretty rarely, but that's how I got uh, started into like sports cards just to like get some to get signed basically. So, um, yeah, that's, that's how it started, I guess, for me. Yeah. I mean, your, your collection is, uh, it, it's, it's elite, it's an elite collection and it's been, uh, you know, what, like 10, 15 years of doing yeah. it. So, um, I mean, there, there's, I've, there's a lot of people out there that have like really crazy, like yeah crazy collections, but yeah, I mean, it, it's been about 10, 10 ish years of work. So it's, it's accumulated, accumulated a bit. So Yeah. And it's only going to get better. Um, but yeah, let's talk about NBA top shots. So at the basic level, it's the virtual version of, you know, card collecting, memorabilia collecting, um, for those that don't know what NBA Top Shot is, uh, what would you kind of describe it as, especially as someone who's, you know, been in kind of this collecting culture uh, for most of your life? Yeah. So I think the the key thing about it is that it's uh, digital collectibles that are officially licensed by the NBA. And that officially licensed part is like pretty huge because that that makes a big difference in um, kind of the value of it. Um, so essentially these collectibles are video highlights of one player, um, doing like a specific, a play from a game. Um, and those highlights are called moments. Um, 
and each moment because it has a limited print run. So like similar to a painting, or maybe if you're familiar with sports cards, they have sometimes limited number cards that are numbered to 100 or 250. And then when you get a moment, um, you'll get a specific number of that moment. So say you'll get uh, number 56 out of 100 of a Trey Young highlight of him getting an assist. Um, and then you own that specific moment and someone else can get you know, number 57 or 58 of that same moment, but those are two separate things. Um, and the difference between uh, like the NBA top shot moment collectible versus a YouTube highlight of that, or YouTube video of that ex exact same highlight is that the NBA top shot moment is created uh, through the technology that like cryptocurrency uses, which is blockchain. And all that really means is that the uh, moment can't be um, duplicated and it's kind of encrypted so that you own that specific one and no one can have that same exact thing. Yeah. So that's the big, that's like the biggest thing about this is that like, um, you know, you see it, it's a uh, top shot has been, a, uh, been kind of getting more popularized now in the last, you know, maybe two, three weeks. Like it, right. it's just been exploding. Right. If, if I'm on the site right now, like, signups are disabled due to high demand. And we've seen that, uh, you know, message on the top of the website for the last, I don't know, a couple of weeks or so. Right. Um, and as I've just started getting to it and just learning more about cryptocurrency and, and learning about how, you know, top shot uses this. And like you said, with the licensing from NBA and the, uh, player association as well. And even on the site, you could see, you know, NBA players, um, have their own accounts. They have their own moments. Um, like Tyrese Halliburton, you know, the rookie from the Kings right now is super into it. And he's been, you know, kind of pushing towards it. Uh, Tyler Hero is like the, the main guy that's been, uh, you know, in some of their ads and stuff. So it's definitely a thing that's super real and not something that is going to be going away uh, anytime soon. Um, but the biggest thing you said, right. It's, it's unique. Right? Like if, if I look at my collection right now, I have, um, a pack from yesterday, uh, a seeing stars moment. So like there's, there's different series there's different sets, right. Um, series one is the first series of cards, right? So those in the, in the next couple of years, um, the series one cards might be, would you say those are going to be the most kind of valuable just because they were like the first ones ever created. Right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's interesting to think about. Um, if you look at, if you compare it to the trading card scene, a uh, sports card, a sports trading card scene, they're very similar um, in like what it is as a, a commodity or collectible. So if you look at what is the most valuable sports card, it's the 1951 Honus Wagner. I think like it's one of the first tops baseball cards that like ever existed. So it's a little different because the, the reason that one is so expensive is because there's only, I think maybe 10 or 20 that exist now, or that like, have even been, um, like authenticated to exist. Um, so with, with this, with where top shots at right now, there's a, a lot of, um, just moments that are out there. Um, so who really knows, I guess, where, where the market's going to be in the next couple of years. Um, but yeah, with this being the very first, I think it's a lot more sought after as an investment in the long run. No, yeah, definitely. Like, um, so I have this Donovan Mitchell one, um, and this is number 7,393 out of 10,000. So 
what that means um, is that there's 10,000 versions of this one Donovan Mitchell um, specific uh, moment. And same thing with uh, sports cards collecting too, right? Like the number one, if, if I look at um, how much, you know, this moment is worth uh, like the first, the serial number that has like number one, number two, like the first one I see is a hundred thousand dollars. So yeah. this is like the first version of this moment. Um, I don't know what, what with top shot, what do you think is like the biggest thing that's making it pop off um, in your opinion, especially with kind of what you've been doing uh, with sports collecting uh, your whole life? Like, is there, is it like, I don't think it's actually owning the, mo- I feel like it's just the, the authenticity of it and the scarcity of some of these things um, and how it's so new. But what do you think is like yeah. kind of like the first couple things that popped out of your mind, especially when you first started you know, getting more into Top Shot. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's a good question. The The first thing um, that was really coming up was just seeing how much the moments were selling for. So when I was first introduced to this, I didn't really see a lot of value in what it was. I was like, I don't really know why I would want to collect these video highlight moment things. Um, and I definitely wasn't going to spend more than like 20 or $30 on just a video that I could see on YouTube, I guess. Um, and I think right now you're seeing a lot of um, investors that are getting into it. So if you compare it to what happened in the sports card market this past year since COVID, all that industry has really boomed since then. Um, and a lot of people are investing in it as like financial investments, right? So you know people are comparing a Michael Jordan rookie card um, to a Microsoft stock and seeing like how much both have grown in the past, uh, like since the inception of Microsoft. And if you bought like $1,000 worth of Microsoft and $1,000 worth of Michael Jordan rookie cards, you're like, I don't know what the number is, but it's like crazy higher for the Michael Jordan rookie cards in the value. So that's kind of what people are seeing. And I think that's why what they're seeing happen with Top Shot, where people are seeing it as a financial investment. Now, I think that is where it gets kind of like worrisome because when people are just doing that, I think that's where you might see a steep drop off at some point. In, in the future, um, because if people are actually buying stuff that they don't see value in or like just like as a collectible, then that could be an issue. Um, but for someone like me, I, I genuinely see like the value of it because I see it as like a sports card. And because of the modernization of like uh, digitalizing sports cards and it can all be done online, I don't have to worry about like um, a hard copy that I could either lose or it could get burned in a fire or uh, something else could happen to it. Like there's a lot of value I see in, in what Top Shot is doing. Yeah. So that's the biggest thing, right? Like it, once we start adding, you know, cryptocurrency, right? Uh, the the main crypto that um, Top Shot uses is Dapper. Um, mm-hmm. So So you kind of have to go through, you have to make a Dapper account. You have to do all these things just to, you know, purchase some things off the marketplace for Top Shot. And that's where it gets kind of big in terms of the money. Uh, at some point, they've already, in the past month, they've had, I don't know, 50 million, 100 million dollars. Something like, like in, that. That like invested, like in terms of, just in terms of transactions between right. all the users on the platform. And, um, you know, there, there might be a moment where 
the total amount of money, you know, in terms of transactions on this site just might exceed like, like crazy expectations um, at some point, maybe later on this year. Um, yeah. Who knows? Like uh, when we kind of get into the nitty gritty of like our accounts, um, obviously it's still in beta and it doesn't even have an app yet. And there's still like every single day they're they're like shutting down the marketplace at some point throughout the day just to kind of stay on track in terms of like with all the users on it. Um, obviously, once they get more people working on it and all this yeah. stuff and kind of managing the community is going to be a lot better. Uh, and just to add on that too, um, I mean, I think a, a really key thing right now is that you're only like the uh, website is only limited to people in the U S or the people who have access to it. So, you know, think about how, how global, you know, basketball and especially the NBA is right now. And, you know, what they're trying to do to continue to grow that uh, global outreach. Um, I I'm pretty sure I've seen people on Reddit have tried to use VPNs and they can't even get access to top shot through that. So like once this actually is able to, um, yeah, reach, you know, countries like China, uh, yeah, China and, um, uh, in Europe, all the countries there that have a lot of basketball fans, um, you're going to see another, I think pretty big boom in, in this, uh, website and the marketplace and stuff. Yeah. Um, see, I didn't even know that like once you like, because I mean, I mean, basketball is like the most global American sport, right? Like yeah. obviously soccer, soccer. And, and football is the most global like sport everywhere, but right. in terms of American made sports, like basketball is, is pretty worldwide. And there, there's mm -hmm. fans of the NBA all over, even Australia, like a lot of Europe and especially in Asia as well. Um, and then just thinking about like adding all of those fans in, into top shot community, like, um, it's going to be pretty crazy. Uh, do yeah. you see a realm where maybe like even the most common of cards or moments, um, just might be too expensive? Like, like, do you, do you see a way where it just might turn off a lot of new, I mean, it, it's been getting so many new users, but, um, maybe later down the line, do you think the pricing may kind of turn down or turn off some people in terms of like getting into it? Um, yeah, that, I, I could see that that's tough to tell right now, especially, I mean, I've kind of been eyeing the marketplace the last couple of days and seeing that prices have gone down in some, for some cards, uh, or some moments specifically like with, uh, the series two stuff. And that's because that, that was kind of released after this huge boom in collectors. So, you know, I think if you get something like that again, where there's like another boom of, of people joining and, uh, the demand for the moments goes up, then yeah, I could see people just kind of being like, yeah, this, this might be a little, a little too much for me. Um, but I think right now, like, you know, if it, trying to get a pack uh, it's, it's tough, but if you, if you can get, if you have like money to spend and you really, the importance is like seeing the value of like at what it is as a collectible thing. Like, I think the people who are trying to make a quick buck and like trying to just, um, yeah, turn whatever money, uh, they, they put into in the marketplace or in packs, uh, into cash, like they might not do too well in the long run. Um, but I think if you're viewing it as something that you actually want to collect, then that's where um, you'll see, just you'll just get the value and it'll, it'll be, that's something that makes it for you, you know? Yeah. If, if I'm 
so I'm looking at um, the marketplace right now, and I'm, yeah. I'm I set it to lowest ask descending. So, like the, the these are the most expensive listings, right? If, if you just go in the top three, mm-hmm. we see uh, a John Morant dunk um, from his rookie year uh, over Aaron Baines. Um, that crazy highlight where he kind of right. just almost jumps over the guy, pretty much. Uh, but this is like a hollow. Um, let's see, it's it's a legendary card hologram so so like it's not you don't just buy the video you kind of have like this whole collection of starts out with a video and then there's like this little like neat design on it kind of like a box pretty much it's like opening like right. a little box pretty much yeah um the lowest price on this is two hundred forty thousand dollars, um and there's only 25 of them right so so these legendary ones there, there's so many different ones if you go through some I mean, of these yeah, sets to also go off of that too, if you if you look at um, and you search like John Morant's in in the search bar, and you look at um, the different uh, moments that he has, you can see that there's different versions of that same highlight. You know, there's mm-hmm. one that's a cosmic, a rookie debut, a metal gold, and then just the base version of that same highlight, and they vary in price. So, I mean, that's something where, like, to me, I because it's like just a highlight right now, I don't really know what else they're going to do with the different versions, but I would just be fine with just uh, the Having base like version. one of them. Right, right, right. 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 So that that's an interesting aspect of it. Yeah, I think that's um, what kind of adds into the creativity of this, right? Like, obviously there there's, are there different versions of like, well, obviously like there's a rookie card of like a John Morant and like, are there different versions of a John Morant rookie card? I believe there are two from um, the rookie year. Yeah, so he has two different highlights from his rookie year. Um, And I think those two highlights have turned into, I believe, six different moments, six or seven different moments that you can Mm -hmm. purchase. but so, in terms of like like a physical card, like are oh. is it just it like is it just like different brands of basketball cards? Like I know you're talking about like you're talking about sports cards now. Yeah, just yeah, just like just I'm kind of oh, just like yeah. trying to compare like there's like um I would say probably like fifty to hundred at least or probably di- more different right, like like drama and rookie cards. Yeah, okay, probably okay. more. And, that, like, and that's just because hundreds. of and that's just because of like different card companies. Right. 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 Okay. So you have okay. different card manufacturers and that's, so that's another thing that's kind of important to note about like what Top Shot's doing. So in the sports card world, you have different card manufacturers. The main three ones are Tops, mm-hmm. Panini and Upper Deck, but I think Upper Deck might actually be by Tops now. So mainly, mainly it's just Tops and um, Panini and Panini is the only company that has the official licensing from the NBA. Tops doesn't have a licensing from the NBA. Um, so Tops can make cards if they want, but they won't be, they won't have any of the logos or the names of the teams on the cards. They'll just have the players with their jerseys like kind of like colored out or whatever. Um, so right now with Top Shot, they're the only manufacturer of these digital collectibles that are officially licensed by the NBA. And I don't really know what their contract is with the NBA, but I'm assuming they're going to be the only one only company that develops these um moments so um that's why it's kind of cool to think about like in the long run whether or not uh the nba you know changes their contract goes with someone else in the future um 
they might have, they'll probably do something similar where there'll be digital highlights or um, moments of, of players that you can collect, but Top Shot will be the first one um, that ever created this thing. Right, right. And, and that's pretty much like the biggest draw is that this is the first of its kind and it's coming during a time where the sports card, you know, culture is like booming obviously right. covid everyone's inside everyone's trying to like look for something to do right. we're all watching nba basketball and all that kind of like put together is kind of creating this whole massive craze and even when we talk about investors like people are now getting more into you know stocks and getting more and obviously with the gamestop debacle and then right. obviously uh with with bitcoin like uh or just any cryptocurrency and and any nfts like that um kind of just in the last year or so, just so much money being put into it, um, right. into this this idea of like trading a certain stock or a certain investment. Um, mm-hmm. And now you're kind of meshing that with the whole sports memorabilia and sports cards. And now it's just like this whole unique thing. Um, right. But the biggest question is like, how far can it go, right? Like we, if you look in the marketplace or just, what I've, or just what I've seen on the website is that all the moments that are on the, are on NBA top shot is that are, um, they're moments from the last year or two. Right. Yeah. So just this season and last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that opens a door for so many more moments to be created. Um, I think there was a poll where it asked like, what was, a top what are your top three you know wishes and moments to be made mm. and the number one uh answer was the steph curry shot in okc right um the the, the 26 like the the double bang mike breen all, all that yeah. stuff right so that that was the most requested one and then when you start kind of getting into that it's like there's so many moments that can be created in the next couple of years whether it starts being getting so big you know if i just off the top of my head, I'm thinking about, you know, Damian Lillard shot against Paul George in the playoffs. I'm thinking about, um, you know, Ray Allen's corner three in in, in the 2013 finals. So the realm and like just the possibilities are kind of endless for this. Um, So that's why I don't think that this is slowing down anytime soon. Even the next couple of years, like there could just be, thousands and thousands of this of different moments from all these players and you know my mind's taking me like how far can it go in terms of just the moments that can be created yeah totally i mean i guess it's limited to whatever footage the nba has and what they're they're willing to to give nba top shot um but i i I totally agree you know they have um the access to create all these vintage um throwback moments, I guess you could call them. And I think they've already started that uh, if I'm correct. Like I've seen like some Tim Duncan, there are some Tim Duncan moments and some other like older players um, that they they have out there that sell for a lot right now. Um, so yeah, it, it's up to them, I guess, whatever they're, they're willing to publish, but there's definitely going to be a, a huge demand for when they come out with, you know, the um, like, the key moments that you remember that uh, are from like really important NBA uh, events, I guess. Yeah. Um, that, that, that's where like my mind just takes me like 
just so many possibilities. I mean, the the idea is they can have, like they have different, you know, legendary cosmic. Um, what are the other sets? They have like an NBA Finals one, um, right. conference semifinals, uh, Eastern Conference. Like they have just have so many things <laughs> to kind of work with, um, which kind of kind of boggles my brain <laughs> right. of just thinking about the possibilities of this. Um, Not to mention, you also have like the, that first base. Uh, series one, I think is all stuff from the bubble, which, you know, that in itself is like a historical kind of, um, you know, NBA thing that most likely, uh, hopefully never happens again. But, um, you know, that's kind of a cool thing to have like a piece of that kind of history. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think other leagues, obviously there are football cards, there's baseball cards. I mean, baseball cards is like the, the, the main Right. Um, kind of card collecting that, that just started the whole boom, right? Collecting baseball cards. Um, do you think there's a way that this opens up the avenue for other sports to get into this, this type yeah. of like NFT video collectible? So I think the NBA is at a huge advantage because the, I, I okay, I, I don't actually know with actual status, but I would imagine that the average fans age is like a lot younger than comparing to like baseball and football, you know, a lot, a lot of what baseball's problem is right now is how do we get like the younger viewer to tune into our games? How do we make it more exciting? How do we like increase the pace? Um, football, I think maybe has more younger fans, but, um, that, that kind of goes into a lot of, um, the criticism that I see from NBA top shot from, sports card collectors or just like older generations that don't really see the value in digital things in general. <laughs> Maybe it's like just too hard to grasp or it's just so new. And like, you have something that's like a hard physical copy, like a, a trading card versus something that's just on my computer that like, you know, someone who is from a different generation may not see that value. So it might take a little bit longer for other sports, uh, maybe football sooner than baseball, but, um, Right now, I, I just think basketball is at an advantage because their fans, I think, are more open generally to uh, this sort of modernization of collectibles and sports cards. Right, right. And I think, um, yeah, no, I mean, the once other sports kind of get the idea and if somehow they get like the same type of license and somehow like, you know, kind of create this whole thing it could be just this massive massive like business boom for for any league just trying to get yeah. into this um I'm, but I do I'm agree. sure i'm sure top shot is like in communication with mlb and with the nfl to create something like this in the future but who knows how open they even are to this i don't know what the cost is for them for like the nba to mm-hmm. be producing things like this and yeah. yeah it seems like it's such a new thing and just the fact that it's still in beta and still kind of working through its own kind of um not shortcomings but just you know things that they can't accomplish because of how small it is or how small the team is right now right um but i can't even imagine like what this will look like in like june or like even at the end of this year yeah i mean i definitely like i'm i'm hyped up thinking about even way longer down the line in like 10 20 ish years when you know (laughs) we have all this different technology with like 
things being modernized. Um, like I'm, I'm hoping there's some sort of cool hologram projector that we can have to like showcase <laughs> our, our NBA moments or whatnot. So yeah, that would I mean, be... but that, that's also, that's also me coming from like a background of like, um, you know, working with augmented reality and virtual reality and seeing mm-hmm. like how that can be used in, in niche and cool, cool ways. So, um, I think, you know, it's going to get there eventually, but yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean that like the one, <laughs> now that you mentioned that, I was like, I didn't even think about that. Like just imagine just a holo- holographic, like real thing of like a Steph Curry, like three or something like that. Just like, yeah. it sounds insane. Um, that's what I'd be working on if I was top shot right now. I'm just saying. yeah. <laughs> um, what's kind of if 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 I'm someone, so if you're talking to someone and they're like, uh, I want to get in a top shot, you know, what are you know some pieces of advice um to kind of start getting to it? Let's say I just made my account today and maybe there's a pack drop, you know, the next morning. Like how what would you say to someone who's like kind of starting out and kind of a couple of things to like look out for, especially with um, just so many people using it, right? Like in yesterday right. we were, we were, we got a pack or two days ago, we got a pack and, you know, we get in the queue and we're like 140th in 140,000, 140, yeah, <laughs> not 140th, 140,000th in line when yeah. there's only 61,000 packs available. Um, so what, what would you kind of help a person trying to trying to get into you know this type of market yeah i mean it depends about like you know how much money that person is able and willing to to invest in something like this and i think the most important thing is you know going back to what i was saying about you know making sure that this is something that you actually want to collect and see value in um because if you have that then it's easier to find stuff like something to invest in so or like to to just purchase um and i would start with just like trying to get packs, it, you know, keep in mind or try to keep up with like when packs are getting released. And if you have the time to uh, participate in the drops and hopefully get a pack, then I think that's your best bet to just start off collecting. Um, and then if you, if you have the ability to spend on uh, to have money to spend on moments in the marketplace, start with just the players that you like and the players that um, you watch daily uh, in the NBA, um, because that's, that's what, it, that's what it is about collecting, right? You, you collect the players that you like in sports cards. That's what I do. Um, and I think that's, that's the best advice I could probably give someone. Yeah. I mean, I think the first moment I bought was, uh, for $30, I got the Kelly Oubre, like put back dunk on yeah. Durant. That was like, nice. okay, like that, that's cool. It's like, and it's a Warriors guy. So it's like, a, I kind of want that. Like I just right. kind of want to keep it. Um, but then I made you know, kind of a long-term investment in an Isaac Okoro, uh, you know, just a comp, I think it was his only moment that was on the marketplace. He's a rookie. Right. And obviously rookie cards, rookie moments are going to be the most valuable because you don't know, you know, maybe they become an all-star. Maybe they just, their stock is rising in, in the NBA, which means their stock in NBA top shot is going to be right. rising. So that's the, also the biggest thing with like, you know, you're watching the NBA daily as an, as a, you know, a normal NBA fan, you know, you're watching games and, you know, you see a player, you see an all-star, you see a rookie kind of pop off for a game. Then you go on to the marketplace later that night. And it's like, Oh, you know, their stock is rising. Maybe I go buy one. Or maybe you think like before this, before next season, it's like, okay. Um, I think, uh, 
Obi Toppin is going to be an all-star for the Knicks. You know, the Knicks are top five in the East and maybe, you know, make the playoffs this year and maybe he gets on a little run. You buy his car, his moment over the off seasons. Like, okay, this guy's going to have a really great second year, or I think he's going to be really good this year. And you kind of, kind of invest in him in turn, like at the same way, you're like, you're drafting a guy in a fantasy league. It's like, Oh, I think this guy's gonna be really good. I'm going to put some stock into him. I'm going to pay however many dollars or whatever uh, for this moment. And then you kind of see it rise. So like there's, there's, there's so many different aspects of like fantasy basketball. There's like betting kind of betting on your chances to like get a pack or, you know, betting on this player to do well over the course of the season. So yeah, just the possibilities are endless. And I guess the, the last thing we could just talk about is like, what do you kind of expect for the platform this year in terms of when they could kind of get out of beta or like get finally get an app running? Um, have you read into like kind of their progress um, and how they're moving forward with this? Yeah, I haven't, I, I'm not too up to date with that stuff. I know, I believe that like Dapper, their platform is hiring a lot of different positions for Top Shot um, and a lot of different engineers, all like every, basically every field that is uh, needed in in what they're creating over there. So I, I mean, I don't really know uh, in terms of a timetable, how long it would take for them to get out of beta um, and what that would even look like um, with an app. But I mean, I, I'm, I'm assuming that for the rest of this year, you're probably going to expect a lot of the same uh, with what's going on right now. It might trail off over time um, with like the demand maybe, but I think in terms of what the platform looks like, they're still going to be probably doing the same for this year. Um, and maybe uh, early next year, or maybe like in the middle of next season or next, like by, hopefully by the end of next season, they have something um, more official and um easily like more intuitive and less uh downtime and stuff that they uh yeah just like yeah more official i guess yeah yeah pretty much it's like once they just start getting the ball rolling they once they like um once they you know they have the ability to like not have to shut down the site like every other day or so um that's when it's gonna just start getting the ball rolling just when more people can sign up um, more people can get get into these queues. Um, it's just going to be a much crazier thing. So um, that's it for Top Shot. I mean, this is something that we're going to be talking about for I don't know. Who knows how <laughs> like, long? Like like <laughs> however long, whether it it continues this year and and uh, just kind of grows from there. But definitely for the rest of this decade or whatever, rest of our lives. Mm -hmm. Who knows? Top Shot may be the biggest booming business yeah, um, phenomena yeah of our and generation yeah. i guess hopefully but we'll see yeah, yeah i mean it's cool seeing like all the new people getting into collectibles and stuff like i mean i've definitely talked to like you and uh, some other friends just about like sports cards and stuff and i think it, it was really cool seeing everyone hop on top shot pretty quickly and just mm -hmm. without accessible it is and um i mean maybe not with the maintenance and like all that stuff but uh like just being able to go on your laptop and and like sign up for packs maybe or, or view different moments out there. Like it's been cool seeing that. Yeah, definitely. Um, all right. So that's our NBA top shot. Um, it's going to be a really exciting ride over the next, I don't know, year or so. Um, oh, one last thing. What, 
what moment is your most valuable or what and what moment are you probably keeping the longest oh, out of your collection? Good question. Let me uh let me look it really quickly. Uh I gotta take a look at my collection again. <laughs> um that's tough. Uh I mean I so I I just uh, pulled a, a Tyrese Halliburton rookie that I'm, I was pretty excited about yesterday. So I think that's one I'll probably keep for a while at least. Um, and that's probably, yeah, maybe the best one that I have right now. So yeah, I'll probably hold on to that. Excited to watch him in the next coming years too, as he develops as a player. Yeah, no, that's, it's going to be crazy. Um, I mean, mine, I'd, like, I think I'm going to be holding on to the coral one for yeah. a little bit. If, this rookie thing happens, I might flip him, but I think I'm keeping the Zonovan Mitchell one for a little bit. Um, first all-star game. Uh, and cool he's kind of in the MVP conversation a little bit this year. Right. So that's kind of something I want to hold on they to. They could also the the win season. the championship and then that, you know, yeah. that's another, yeah. yeah I mean, huge there's thing. a lot of ways to look at these moments where you can find the value and like, whether it's their first moment or, um, just part of their like a special year, whether they like had a really good year, MVP mm-hmm. year, or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of potential. All right. Well, Milio, we're uh, we're actually gonna be seeing each other later. We're probably hooping in a couple hours, so <laughs> oh, can't yeah. wait for that. But uh, thanks for hopping on. Appreciate it for sure. Yeah. Thank you for having me.